Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. When the world gets loud, that's typically when I get quiet. It's part of what type eights on the Enneagram do. It is this self-protective type five stance that's taken that's not necessarily the correct move, nor is it the incorrect move. It's just a place that allows contemplation and processing. Type sevens can also go to five as well. So with my seven wing being super strong, going to my cave is a knee-jerk reaction every time. I say all that as sort of a self-confession as to why I haven't been quite as consistent here. This podcast is a Southern woman's entrepreneurial viewpoint of the world and me trying to evoke humor and kindness into the business community as well as everyday life. But lately, real everyday life has been heavy with something that I don't think is mentioned enough regardless of what part of the nation you find yourself in. Y'all, I'm talking about raising kids. I mean, especially teenagers. I have two of them, and honestly, there is no magical business practice out there that works in the marketplace that could possibly work at home with kids. Teenagers do not come with a user's manual, and they could care less about best practices. No one in our household has TikTok, and I know you're dying to know my stance on social media, but I think you can gather the bulk of my answer from the fact that that app is a no-go around here. Yes, my umbrella company is firmly grounded in marketing, and yes, all of my clients are doing fantastic without TikTok or Snapchat. Now, look, that's a whole other conversation, though, for an in-person, never here. However, I do love Instagram, and I'm known for watching pimple-popping videos on Reels. The other day, while wasting too much time on yet another large pour being cleaned out, a businesswoman's plea for help was the very next video. She said, We expect women to work like they don't have children and yet raise children as if we don't work. As my eyebrows are raised as high as my Botox will allow, I have a few questions. I mean, who is the we she's speaking of? We expect women to work like they don't have children and yet we expect women to raise children as if they don't work. Like, who is the we that expect women to do what again? And is this an actual verbalized statement made by someone, or is it just an amplified culture concept that's been implied that some women choose to absorb? Like I mentioned earlier, I'm an Enneagram 8. For those of you not familiar with Enneagram, definitely contact me directly for a free assessment because you need that knowledge in your life. But a quick crash course on 8s, you just don't tell us what to do. So I don't know if I was not paying attention to when someone ever said that to me or if it literally rolled off my back like water on a duck's back. If a woman decides to have children, she gets to decide how that goes. She can decide if the family or the career comes first, and she can decide if she's willing to accept the consequences of either decision. What do you mean we expect her to be fantastic at both simultaneously? Having a career takes a lot out of a person, regardless of if they have you know, children or if they're a parent or not. And having children also requires an insane amount of energy, whether or not a career is being built. 
To literally expect anyone to blow both out of the water consistently at the same time is incredibly unkind. Of course, sometimes the two worlds will collide into a harmonious bliss, and by sometimes, I mean very seldom, but gosh, what pressure to lean into that lie. I've met a lot of incredible stay-at-home moms as well as incredible career moms, and let me let you in on a little bit of secret here. I have never, ever, not once ever, met anybody who is crushing it in both arenas at the same time consistently, ever. Stay-at-home moms put wealth building and the accolades of career, they put that in part for a while while they're at home. And career moms sacrifice a lot of fun child development experiences and things while at work. But y'all, it's a choice. It's a very hard one for most women. I personally struggle with it every single day of my life. I want both at the same time too. I even wrote about my personal experience in this decision in my book, Learning Differently. I personally subscribe to the idea of seasons. Sure, we can have it all, but not all at the same time. I think of Olaf from the movie Frozen, who is clearly a snowman who loves summer. Gosh, my everyday life with a six-year-old as well as also raising a 17-year-old feels like I'm snow skiing with a bathing suit on. I mean, am I playing Barbies or am I checking Life 360 at 1 a.m. on prom night? Math homework sometimes goes from coloring like a fun graph of puppies and kitties to literally I just, you know, turn to the other side for complicated algebra within the same 30 seconds of time. Work life feels that way sometimes too. I can be in the middle of killing it and presenting an awesome marketing idea to a client and then my phone pings and it's my daughter texting me with a junior high, you know, super high level emergency, you know, high level in her mind. And so in that moment, I have to make a decision. Do I continue on with the presentation or do I take care of my daughter? Do I say, excuse me? I mean, it's career or home, career or home. I cannot be two places at one time, not physically or mentally. Something that's not talked about enough is the weight of that. The weight that so many women feel trying to be amazing at home and at work. And y'all, that weight's heavy. Whether you're juggling both at the same time or just the one at the moment, the pressure is on. You may struggle with which decision is the right decision at the right time, or am I giving everybody equal attention, wanting to win at work, maybe creating this workaholic mentality inside of you while being absent at home, even though maybe you're physically there. Your creativity at home with your family fulfills you, but you need the extra income of a career. All the books say one thing, but then real life results of your life look completely different and it makes you want to give up completely. Maybe you worry with the what ifs of life in terms of finances and everybody's health and what this summer is going to look like in terms of childcare. Heck, if it could be that life is one big party and you just roll with the punches until it's not fun anymore and everybody's looking at you to be the adult. I know I get caught up in being everybody's protector, trying to line up best practices for future opportunities. And then there are others of you who refuse to acknowledge the truth of the hardness of things because that alone just seems difficult. So you just keep doing the same thing every day while expecting a different result. Ladies, let me be your friend and extend a virtual hug to you through your ear, through your ear pods. Not one of us has it figured out. If anybody can figure out, it would be me. I like to think that. You know, that's an Enneagram 8 thing to say. Type 8s are ravenous when it comes to a challenge. We are, by definition, the challenger. 
I eat complicated situations for breakfast. They don't scare me. They actually energize me. And quite honestly, this idea of being a woman, raising children who I hope to be kind humans who contribute to the world more than was here when they arrived on the planet, while also keeping my identity separate and thriving from their existence, whether it be through work, hobbies, volunteer work, it's all just, it's audacious. And my teenagers especially try my patience past a point I did not even know existed before now. But I truly do believe you do not have to get lost in the chaos. Have you gotten Jenny Allen's book yet? The one titled Find Your People. This is not a plug necessarily for her book, but it is an affirmation of her platform where she states that we are not to live life alone. We as women need community. Obviously, men do too. And maybe, you know, you're a man listening to this right now and you're like, hey, what about me? Like, I'm raising my kids too. But the added responsibilities of nurturing children is just different than the way daddies do it. And this only exemplifies the need for the village. Without quoting her exactly, Jenny basically says, we need about 50 people who know what's really going on in our lives enough to step in when life gets hard. But we need consistently about three to five people in our life who are in our lives in depth and consistently. So today's homework, if if you get nothing else out of this, I want you to make the phone call, send the text, you know, to the person in a similar life stage as you that you find encouraging. And I want you to make an arrangement to meet her for coffee or maybe a meal. And then I want you to admit to one another that life is hard and be specific about what makes it hard right now in this season of life, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, you're building a career, you're building a business, and then ask for specific help for one another. Make a real plan that carries each other's yoke. Actually, do what you agree on and then keep doing it over and over again and that might mean you re, you know you'll, you'll meet again in 2 weeks or or next month. What this looks like for me currently in a real life example is that I have a friend that has a son that's my son's age that struggles with the same 17-year-old boy stuff. We also have teenage girls living their best lives. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. We both have way younger caboose kids with other kids in between. Our husbands are both super successful and busy in their careers. However, this woman and I are both trying to build our speaking platforms, and we struggle with the guilt that comes with that, especially when we book an event and we have to leave the home for those things. Although that sounds like our situations are similar, they're actually not. They're just circumstantially similar. There are many nuances that make both of us intrigued enough to meet every two weeks for lunch. It's literally like a soap opera that I stay on the the edge of my seat just to kind of hear what else is going on. And then we pray down heaven for each other every single day. Because we are very open with one another, nothing seems weird or too heavy. The isolation feelings disappear. The self-judgment is relieved and truth is revealed. Building a career, building a business that serves the world, that's hard. Raising children that aren't egotistical narcissists, yeah, that's hard too. Doing it alone is real hard. So choose your hard. Choose the less hard option of allowing somebody to help you and you will help them. And for a minute, it might mean that you're inviting that other family over to your house to eat hamburger helper tonight. Nobody's judging. You know you would not turn down a meal that you did not have to cook either. So don't overcomplicate it. Just say, hey, I need you to keep my kids next week after school. 
So how about we trade and I make y'all dinner tonight? Nobody is killing it at everything at the same time. Social media is a total lie. You know it. It's about time we start acting like it and quit playing it into the game. Somebody needs to come out with something that just lets us air out all the dirty laundry and normalize teenagers being the blood pressure raising, bank account draining, messy, forgetful, but still bundles of joy that they are. Mama, if you spent 10 minutes eyeball to eyeball with your child today with no distractions, you did the most important thing you could possibly do with your day. Nobody ever posts about that, though. We would rather post about how busy we are chasing every ball field in the state and what scholastic honor was recently awarded and how we just got another promotion, all while finding time to go on that romantic getaway and and train the new puppy. Y'all, I'm guilty and victim of this at various times. But who are we posting for anyway? I mean, sometimes I admit for me, it's, you know, it's not really for anybody else. It's really for me trying to convince myself that I'm covering all the bases and nobody and nothing is left out. You know, look at me slaying at work and at home. Work. Check. Marriage. Check. Kids. Check. Again, everything heavy. Check. When I do that, I'm buying into the lie that we as women are the be-all to end-all. I'm training everyone in my world to expect me to be fantastic at everything all the time. But what we need to be about is admitting that we need each other and that we are chasing our tails. We need to be more authentic, honestly, and with vulnerability, and that we cannot do any of this alone. I mean, sure, you can do it alone, but you'll not do it very well. I mean, you did not wake up to be average anywhere else in your life. Identify where you need help and tell that friend at that coffee date that we're talking about that, you know, you're going to make that date. You're going to tell her exactly where you need help. Make a plan to get out of this rut of performance culture. Do not merely wallow in each other's pain and mutual support and be like, yeah, girl, me too. But truly communicate the antidote and hold one another accountable to a better way of living that's not based on performance all the time. Now, excuse me, I need to go make dinner. I need to go cook for my children who will more than likely turn up their noses and ask for something different. It's family talk night, so they can't get up. Doesn't matter if they like it or not. They have to share and listen to everybody's highs and lows of the week. It's the rules. So tonight, even though work wasn't awesome, I'm going to nestle into my mothering and know that I did at least one good thing today. And that's enough. Be kind to yourself. Remember, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. And if nobody else tells you today, I'm proud of you.